the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In the final segment of the show today, we're going to catch up with uh, two women who've kind of given me my inspiration to uh, stay on top of educational issues in the state of Ohio, Amy Gonzalez and Andrea Gross. Uh, You might remember they showed up on Fox News, on the Daily Wire, on conservative sites uh, about two years ago. They were having uh, all kinds of uh, issues, just getting answers to questions that you dare not ask at woke schools like Columbus Academy. That was their school. Uh, Their kids were enrolled there. They were in good academic standing. Uh, Either they or their husbands had gone there. All their friends were members of that academy community. And yet when you started asking questions about who's on the board, why are we doing this? What's the focus on CRT? Oh, well, you dare not ask those questions. We must crush dissent. We will expel your kids. And so that's resulted in a lawsuit. Amy and Andrea trying to hold Columbus Academy accountable for its persecution. We'll catch up with them at 1245 and talk about the theme of the show today, which is the assault on free speech. Trump's indictment. You see it in the amplification of climate change histrionics. I played for you audio from John Kerry and Al Gore, 2009, talking about, you know, in five years, there'll be no polar ice cap. Is there still a polar ice cap? Yeah. Uh, do Gore and Kerry, are they now uh, pariahs on the world stage? Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, they're still in their private jet getting clearance in Davos. Still elevated. Well, it'll be uh, 2025. That's when the world's going to end. Um, truth never applies to people like that. Maybe that's why they're trying to get rid of truth. The uh, indictment of Trump is based around Trump Believing that he won the election. See, you're not allowed to believe things that are wrong. You're just not allowed to believe those things anymore. Uh, we used to have a country where we could uh, discuss those things, litigate those things, air our beliefs, and then the truth would win out. Now, no, 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 no. Dissent is bad because, you know, I mean, if you get up and you tell the truth, like, for instance, if you got up and you talked about a person with no discernible professional skill— Hunter Biden, making tens of millions of dollars, going on television, explaining away the fact that he was able to make tens of millions of dollars based upon the fact that he was a Biden. Then if you had a form filed by a trusted FBI source that said Hunter Biden and Joe Biden got $5 million bribes because a crooked Ukrainian energy company wanted them to get rid of a prosecutor looking into the corruption And then there was Joe Biden on tape bragging about getting rid of that prosecutor who was rooting out corruption. And then you had Democrats who say there's not one shred of evidence tying Joe Biden to any of this. Somewhere in all that, I lost my train of thought, but had something to do with truth no longer applying. Maybe you can figure it out. Now, 
One thing that is true, even though the Democrats claim it's not, is that you can't spend your way to prosperity. (laughs) Uh, Joe Biden has thrown lots and lots of money at our economy since becoming president. He likes spending your money. And the aftermath of that is that one of the top international credit rating agencies has downgraded the United States government's credit rating from the highest level, AAA, down one tier to AA+. Which is not a good thing in the minds of Shark Tank billionaire Kevin O'Leary. Here he is talking about what that decline in the government's credit rating means. It's really about government and policy. There's no way to sugarcoat this at all. It's bad. And I'll tell you how you measure it's bad. Basically, when you downgrade the U.S. economy, which is what this downgrading is, you are losing a little faith in the U.S. dollar and the U.S. Treasury bill because the the default currency of the world defined by every commodity priced by U.S. dollars is the good faith of the U.S. government. And the whole world trusts it. Most sovereign funds keep the majority of their liquidity in U.S. dollars. That got hurt 24 hours ago because now you start to ask yourself, well, where is this going? A downgrade from AAA to AA, Mm -hmm. does it go to single A? Now, if you're a sovereign wealth fund, you start to put that in your mind. And the bottom line for you and me is the cost of capital goes up. In other words, what it costs for us to borrow money to fund the government in deficit goes up. No sugarcoating that. Yeah, no sugarcoating that, but on a more personal level. If the amount of money to run the government, to borrow and run the government goes up, guess what else goes up? The amount of money you can borrow to buy the things you would like to buy, those big expenditures that are landmark things in our lives. And every little bit of money that the federal government spends plays into this. Student loan forgiveness. Careful, I'm going to touch a sacred cow. The CHIPS Act. The CHIPS Act. Incentives to companies. And I'm not saying that the incentives aren't good or there won't be benefit of it or Central Ohio might not benefit from it. But any amount of money the government spends or doesn't take in because it's given a tax break to further business plays into the further erosion of our credit rating and of our standing on the world economic stage. Think about the CHIPS Act and the Inflation Reduction Act. We're printing billions of dollars. Government claims it has merit. It's important to do this. But at the same time, that's just a lot of spending, and that increases the deficit. And that's why Finch did this. They downgraded it. Now, for me and you, yeah. or anybody at a kitchen table in America, your car loan just went up from 5 to somewhere between 7 and 9%. Really? That's not going to help. So the cost of your loan and your borrowing and your mortgage going up, period. That's where it hits you. That's where it hits me. And yet you'll hear from the White House podium day in, day out. Bidenomics is working. Oh, it's a raging success. Real wages are up. They're actually down 3%, but don't pay attention to the numbers. Don't pay attention to what is true because, hey, if you learned anything yesterday from Trump's indictment, it is that you're not allowed to believe things that the left says are untrue, even if they, in fact, are true. For instance, the opponents of state issue one tell you that it is all about protecting democracy, democracy, democracy. One person, one vote. That sounds right, doesn't it? Well, it does, except that the playing field is not exactly level because it's not just as simple as one person, one vote. 
votes are determined, election results are often determined by how much play a particular viewpoint gets in advertising and in campaign expenditures. And those who are opposed to issue one passing, a lot of state money, a lot of money is coming in from outside the state for that. And the proponents of state issue one, like me, the people who want to raise the standard for amending the Ohio Constitution to 60%, not just to protect abortion, but to make it harder for what? For out-of-state interests to come in here, spend a bunch of money on advertising, spend money on gathering signatures for a ballot initiative, and get across things that do not fit the character of the state of Ohio. You ever wonder how we got legalized gambling in the state of Ohio? Oh, that's how we got legalized gambling in the state of Ohio. Out-of-state interests came in who were, guess what, making money off legalized gambling outside Ohio, decided, hey, look, they don't have that in Ohio. That would sure be nice to have. Besides unrestricted abortion, you know what else they think we can't live without here in Ohio? Well, that would be legalized marijuana. Have you seen any video from California, L.A. maybe, San Francisco maybe, Portland, Seattle? You think it's good for a city, for a state, when you legalize drug use? Mm-mm. I mean, if you like stepping over feces on the sidewalk and dodging needles, I suppose it's good. I don't particularly think that's good. Andrew Ginther has done enough to ruin the city of Columbus. I don't want to give him the added arsenal of legalizing marijuana, but you can bet if this state issue one fails, there's going to be a lot of money coming in from out of state. Got to spend money to make money. Got to finance a ballot initiative to get legalization of marijuana on the ballot. Maybe we can get rid of guns that way, too. The Cleveland mayor said it in those few instances where the Democrats tip their hand by saying the quiet part out loud. You should pay attention. When they tell you who they are, you should pay attention. Now, we'll end the show today with a visit from Amy Gonzalez and Andrea Gross, two courageous moms who I hope inspire you. They've certainly inspired me. My visit with them is next. Well, it's been a busy show today, and we've talked a lot about free speech and the importance of free speech, and uh, certainly that's a value that we hope is taught in our schools. And uh, a seminal moment for me on this show was uh, meeting two amazing women who uh, were censored in their own way for their free speech, for simply asking questions about what was going on at their school, which at the time was Columbus Academy. It is no more. I wanted to bring Andrea Gross and Amy Gonzalez back on the show today as we uh, wrap up the show and talk about uh, Donald Trump's latest indictment. And I shared with you guys earlier my plans to run for my local school board because I think it's a time where we have to stand up and speak truth and do what is right, even if it's inconvenient. And Amy and Andrea have certainly done that. And and bringing them on the show, I thought it'd be a great way for us to just reinforce that when you do those kinds of things, there's occasionally um, a cost, an inconvenience, uh, trouble, not uh, great, but that good things can come out of that. And they certainly have in Amy and Andrea's case. So ladies, welcome to the show. And uh, Amy or Andrea, I don't care. Just tell me which one you are so our listeners know. Why don't you provide us with an update as to how things are going in your lawsuit against Columbus Academy, uh, trying to hold them accountable for the things that they did to uh, disparage you guys when they kicked your daughters out of school uh, because of the questions you asked about what was going on with curriculum issues at Columbus Academy. Hi, Bruce. This is 
Alexandria. You know, at this point, you know, we have filed our lawsuit. You know, when talking about free speech, I think Amy and I both find it very interesting that not only did they not want us to speak out during that time, that that speech is still being misconstrued and manipulated because even now the Columbus Academy hired a crisis management firm out of Washington, D.C., and in all of their public statements, they say things where they say that Amy and I can state, you know, the school continues to weather this quote-unquote assault. It's just a redefinition of words, just like they like to redefine equity and equality. Assault is a specific word, and I think that they like to manipulate that word as well because a lot of people have come out um, and they like to speak to Amy and I, especially since their children are no longer going to the school. And, you know, it has been brought to our attention, for example, that there is a video of a child literally being assaulted at the school, and nothing was done about that. And the school did not call the police to report the actual physical assault, but they like to use that word to describe Amy and I. Let me just turn this, too, to another uh, aspect of this. And, and, Amy, we know that when things are being done that are not always exactly above board, one of the things you guys got in trouble for was just simply asking questions. <laughs> Who's on the board? How are we doing this? What's our process? And all those kinds of things. And in your lawsuit, there's considerable detail about some financial questions that you guys have about the stewardship at the school. And I guess uh, you guys have details on some of the financial losses that the school has suffered or some of the financial expenditures the school has uh, chosen to engage in. Tell me a little bit about that, Amy. That's correct. I mean, some of the things were just, um, are they being good stewards of the money, of the donations that the parents are, are working hard to raise for them? One of the things that was very shocking to us was the salary of our headmaster. If you look at that in comparison to principals and what they're making, when we were there, our headmaster was making over $500,000 with several hundred thousands of dollars in interest-free loans. We, uh, The latest 990, which is the public tax filing for the school, our headmaster now makes over $607,000. In addition, she also got 165000 in basically what looks to be an interest-free loan. So she's making upwards of three-quarters of a million dollars. Wow. And a lot of times as she tries to polarize, it appears that, you know, she tries to polarize groups, whether you're, you know, what you are politically, religiously. Um, in this instance, it's the teachers. Oh, we're against, we're against the teachers. We've always been advocates for our teachers. We asked for a 1-800 reporting line for them. That was de- that was declined. Um, you know, the teachers make less than public school teachers make, and yet she makes almost three quarters of a million dollars. In addition, their last 990, they had over 11.2 million dollars in unrealized losses. Almost a million dollars was lost in 2021 for an interest rate swap. So there's a lot of financial mismanagement that makes it hard to rationale the high salary for her and that it continues to rise under these circumstances where donations are declining and reliance on state and federal grants is increasing. Well, and this is Andrea. Another interesting thing is when you're talking about the teachers and the faculty, if you look at their 990s, and you look at our Exhibit 2 of our complaint, which, you know, it, it lays out nine years of the former headmaster versus the current headmaster and what the finances and the fiscal situation looks like. It's egregiously different. What's an interesting fact is that they went from 863 employees to down to 300 at one point. 
Yeah, 376 in, in 2020. So almost a loss of 500 employees. And where did they go? The building didn't get bigger. Um, I believe in any company, if you are getting rid of that amount of employees, that implicates labor law implications. And I believe that we would notice a, a loss of 500 people. And nothing changed, you know, visually that anyone could see. So there's a lot of curiosity in their 990s and their tax filings. Well, and this is common. We're talking with Amy Gonzalez and Andrea Gross, two women who were uh, really targeted by Columbus Academy for simply asking questions. And they had been big supporters at Academy. They had uh, had their their own kids in there, of course. Uh, Either they or their husbands had gone to Academy. These are good people. They plugged in. They were part of the Academy community. Uh, Andrea coached at Academy. But it doesn't matter. You ask questions you're going to be disparaged. We see it with the Trump indictment. We see it all over the place. We see it with this ridiculous ruling and the federal judge in the Olentangy schools where they're protecting the LGBTQ agenda. And we see it today. Columbus City Schools announces a $100 million annual levy. Uh, Oh, by the way, Columbus City Schools graduation rate, 75 percent, reading proficiency, 26 percent, math proficiency, 15 percent. They ranked 747th out of 897 in Ohio. They spend almost twice as much per student as the median amount spent on students in the state of Ohio. So we've told the horror story, ladies. Now give me an update on how you've turned something bad into something good, because I know you guys are excited about the opening of Columbus Classical Academy, which will be welcoming its first students in a few weeks. This is Andrea. Yes, we're super happy about that. Um, That is something that Amy and I take a lot of pride in, along with the rest of our board, who's worked very diligently and hard to really move a giant mountain to open the school so quickly. And we're super excited to offer a curriculum that is not offered anywhere else in the community. It is a classical American education, and it is a very specific thing, which we believe is a very beautiful thing. So that is happening, and we're very happy about that. What's next in your lawsuit, Amy? What is uh, What are you guys waiting for, or what, what uh, needs, or what will be happening next? Well, right now, since we filed, they will be, we'll be waiting their response. And then we'll go from there. I mean, the interesting thing and what time brings also it sheds more light and brings truth to surface. A lot of the people that were there, board members, parents that were worried to come forward because their children, you know, they were afraid their children would also get kicked out. They don't have that worry now. Their children aren't there any longer and more people are willing to come forward and speak about what they knew, what they saw, what didn't sit well with them. But they were also afraid that they would be retaliated against. Well, folks, this story proves that there's hope for you to find the right educational home for your kids. School choice has been passed in Ohio. You can look into that, getting an EdChoice scholarship. If you're interested in Columbus Classical Academy, the website is columbusclassical.org. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Be courageous. Follow the leadership that Amy and Andrea and their families have displayed here. And uh, ladies, I just appreciate you guys so much. I've told you before, and I'll say it all the time, anybody asks me, What gave my show a purpose? It was your story. So thank you for being courageous, and thanks for coming on the show today. Oh, thank Thank you, you. And we certainly support you in your race for the school board. Go get them. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.